Hello, everyone. God bless you all, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries program. We are so delighted you are here with us. We are about to talk to you about some phenomenal, wonderful, uh, historical, <laughs> miraculous things from the Word of God, and we know that it will be of great help to you because it helped us. And it's still helping us. And it's still helping us. And we have built our lives and our families and our children uh, on the principles of the Word of God. And we're so grateful for the Word of God that can lead you, guide you, rescue you, train you, uh, give you insight into problems ahead of time before you even deal with the issue. And God's Word is just that powerful. Yes. Uh, isn't that wonderful? Amen. You know, Brother Hagin used to say, it'll do you good besides what it'll help you. <laughs> and I feel that way about the Word of God and do you feel that way about faith. It'll do you Amen. good besides what it'll help besides you. Besides what it'll help you. Isn't that wonderful? Just simple things that we know, Terry, from the Word of God. We've been talking about faith. Yes. And we have lived by faith our lives. And we have seen the power of God do great and mighty things on our behalf. And it's just miraculous. Uh, it's just absolutely astounding to me that God, I think we quoted this verse in one of the other earlier programs in Psalm 90, verse 1. It says, Lord, you have been our refuge and our dwelling place in all generations. <laughs> and I just find that absolutely comforting, but it's more than that. It is the truth. Oh, and absolutely. you can count on God in every situation. Word, everything he has ever done is always for everlasting. That's right. An everlasting covenant. An everlasting covenant. Yes. He doesn't do something that's good for a week and then it no, expires. Right, right. You know, he, he cut a covenant with Abraham, <laughs> yeah. that wonderful An blood. An eternal life expectancy. That wonderful blood covenant yes. that he cut with Abraham that we all love to talk about and read about and meditate on right, there in Genesis right. 12 and Genesis 17. And uh, and he said, I'm cutting this covenant, Abraham, between me and you and your seed after, after you, you in their generation, generation for an everlasting covenant. That's so wonderful. He Was that he, Genesis what, 13? In, in, in 12 and, and 17 both. 12 and 17. And he you know, he didn't say, hey, uh, Abraham, this is between me and you, and then it's going to die off. No, right. right. Uh, he said, it, it's between me and you, your son Isaac, then Jacob, and then their seed after them in their generation, not just your generation. Hallelujah. So here we are now, all these generations later, later, and that same covenant is still to us in our generation. In our generation. And he said it was an everlasting covenant, not yes. three months, three years, three yes. weeks. Everlasting. It's still going on. It's still good today. Well, you know, you find that type of terminology and vocabulary throughout the Word of God when he talks about the never-ending yes. kingdom of God, yes. that it will be forever. Yes. And like you said, that is those are things that we can literally uh, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, financially take to the bank. No, absolutely. That God will be there to help us in every season and every generation of life. And surely... As I have prayed lots of times to the Lord, I said, Father, I need a 21st century generation, uh, revelation of this. I know my covenant with you is forever, but I need a 21st century <laughs> anointing yes. and revelation to know how to apply well, that. It's always fresh. Yeah, it's always fresh. You, and these words you know, are says, the basis of it. Now faith is. Yes, now faith is. Faith Isn't is that always wonderful? now. Now. It's not yesterday faith was. No, right. Tomorrow faith will be. Right. But it says now, now faith, faith is. is the evidence of things not Hallelujah. Seen. Yes. Amen. No, that's marvelous. 
That's absolutely marvelous. Uh, just to think about now faith is. The substance now faith is. Of yes. hope for. Wow. When? Now. Now. Right faith now. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence, evidence. of things not seen. Uh, that's just that's just good news to me. <laughs> I've liked that for a long time. Yes, no and joke. And John's liked it for a longer time. But we've been talking about, for the last number of podcasts now, yes. we've been talking about that wonderful, marvelous, vast, all-encompassing subject of Faith. faith and faith isn't well. Uh, uh, faith is not a, a mystery, Renee. No, it's you not. Know, people act like it's 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 it's, it's ethereal, and they're, they're, yeah. you know they don't know where it is and how to get it, and you know, well, maybe I'm in faith, maybe I'm not. No, faith faith is uh, faith is factual. No, that's right. Faith is a fact. Right, it is. You know, and faith is, as we said already, an act. An act. And yes. faith is always speaking. So there's some things about faith. What that's I, good. There, there's that's things right. that I Think call about the, those things. There's things I call the facets of faith. Yes. You, you know, a diamond has all these different cuts. Yes. In it. You know, the right. word facet means one side of a multi-sided, multi-sided. Uh, thing, such yeah. as such as a diamond. Right. Crystals and diamonds. And so, stones. so faith is many dimensional. Yes, it is. And so it has facets, or it has sides, or it has. Uh, we could say it has phases. Yes. And so yes. there are facets of faith. Right. Phases of faith. And then there are what I call facts of faith. They're just facts. That's the way it is. Just right. cut and dried over right. and out, take right. it to the bank. And so there are some things with faith that are just simply fa- and, and facts. And so what we've been talking about these last several podcasts are things that, not not just things that we read or heard from somebody else, even though we have read and heard from right. other wonderful <laughs> ministers. We, wonderful we can learn books. from anybody. Yes, uh, yes. But, but things, that, things that God has actually taught us right. individually, taught you and Dean. Yes. And then taught Jackie and I. Right. That God things that God taught us over all these many, many years. For me, fifty two years in the in the mission fields, I've learned some things. No, you God that's has right. taught me some that's things. Right. That's uh, right. trained me in some things that uh, well, you know, it's just they're just facts. <laughs> Well, they're, yeah. They're, they're, in other words, yeah. they're not going to change tomorrow. No, that's right. They don't expire. They don't There's run the out. testimony from it. There's the proof from it. There's the harvest from it. You've got all those things. You know, Jesus said in Luke 18, he, he was concerned. Right. And he made this statement in Luke 18. Well, And I think this right. is so poignant. Yeah, he what said, an admonition. He, he's he's the, reminiscing or thinking about the future. And he said, you know... When the Son of Man comes again, when I come again, right. he's going to come again. Yes, hallelujah. <laughs> he said, when, when I come again, <laughs> soon and very will soon. I find faith on the yes. earth? I think that's such a powerful statement there in Luke 18 Amen. that Jesus was actually concerned about the fact. Isn't that something? Whether he'd find faith or not. Right. He's thinking, man, that's a long time down the road. And when I come again, will I find faith on the earth? I've established it here. But will I find it right. when I get back? I get and I think back? it's interesting, Renee, he didn't say, uh, will the Son of Man find grace on the earth? Right. Will the Son of Man find love on the earth? Right. Will the Son of Man find kindness or gentleness or meekness or temper? Well, no, he said, will I find Fine. faith? He's going to be looking for one thing. Mm-hmm. When he comes back, he's going to be looking for one thing. He's going to be looking for the faith bunch. Yes. And I've told him for years and years and years and years, yes, sir, if you're looking, if you're going to be looking for faith when you get That's back, right. you find That's me. Right. That's I don't right. know where I'll be when you get back. I may That's be preaching a crusade in Africa or India or Pakistan or somewhere, but, but you right. find me and you'll find faith. 
That's right. That's right. Will the Son of Man find faith? Isn't that marvelous? I mean, think about that. That's why, that's why, Terry. Why would the church get away from that? No, and that's why we have to constantly sound the alarm to church leaders, to pastors. We have to police our own selves. We have to constantly make sure, like you said there in that verse when you read, uh, what is it, 2 Corinthians? Examine yourself to mm-hmm. see whether you be in the faith yeah, or not. Yeah. Where was that reference, 2 Corinthians? Uh, 13, somewhere in four, there. I think. Four. I'd have to go back and look now. And Paul said, examine yourself to see whether you be in the faith. And, you know, the longer you're a Christian sometimes, the more you can become very cavalier and careless with the things from the Word of God because you're, you become so mis- familiar with them that it's like the old saying that says familiarity mm-hmm. breeds contempt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we begin to just say, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that. And we dismiss it rather than honoring it, rather than saying, I am believing God. I have faith in my heart and I am renewing my mind to the word of God daily so that God finds faith in my heart. Because as Hebrews 6 says, faith pleases God. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, Faith pleases God. I mean, what? who knew that that's what pleases him? Paul Faith said, examine yourself him. to see whether you're in the faith. Test yourself. Or do you not realize this about yourself, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? Oh, my goodness. You don't want to fail to meet the test. You, we need to constantly examine ourselves yes. to see if we're in faith, because that's what Jesus is looking for. When he comes back, if he came back today, he'd be looking for faith. Yes, that's and some, right. Some people say, well, Brother Terry, I used to preach faith, and I used to preach the faith message, right, and, right. but I know all that. My people know all that. So now we're, you know, that that's passe, and that's that's the I, one one preacher said one time, he said, you know, he said, uh, all those faith preachers, he said, and he called some by name. He said, mm-hmm. Brother Kenneth Hagin and Kenneth Copeland. He said, those guys are stuck back in the desert. Oh, wow. And, and and that they had the faith message and the faith, <laughs> they want to call it a movement. It's not a movement. It's a message. No. Hello. Um, <laughs> and they said they, they got stuck in the desert right. thinking that they were still under the cloud, but the clouds moved. Oh, my. And they're still stuck back in the desert. And, and I told that guy, I said, you better duck because I'm about to bust you in the mouth. You know, because God, God's not. No, no. God's no. not through with faith. My goodness, no. We're you gonna, know, faith is, yeah, right. faith was, faith always will be. And wow. that's why he said in Hebrews, now faith is. Now exactly. faith is. Faith exactly. is always present tense. <clears throat> if See if you're well, in the faith or not. Not see if you were in the faith. Right, but see if you're right now. But see if you're in it. In it right now. Am, am, in I, am I in faith? Am I in the faith? <laughs> and, and we all need to do that. So not being right. say, hey, boy, right. you better get in faith. That's right. You know, because if you don't watch out, you, you as we talked about the program not long ago, you get into mental assent. That's exactly You get into right. mentally assenting I'm guilty. to I've the word. i myself. You yeah. get into thinking, well, I, I, I know that. Right. Well, what you mean is you used to know it. Yeah. I have a set of tapes on that. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. And people, we, we dismiss it and somebody tell me, rather oh, than let I it read evaluate everything us. Brother so-and-so wrote, I know all that stuff. No, you don't. <laughs> no, if you... <laughs> it, human nature has... has uh, a way of really blinding us to the power of God that is on the pages of the book that we're reading. Oh, absolutely. That will create absolutely. a changed lifestyle for people. It'll create health. It'll create wealth. Uh, and to, in today's time, 
it will create soundness of mind yes. and it will create a joyful heart and it will create an expectancy and a hope that the situation, no matter what it looks like, good or bad, that however it goes, God will always be able to help you. No, that's right. And if people exactly don't have right. that and they don't and they don't have people around them to encourage them in that and help them grow up into that, which is really like Ephesians 4 says, I, th- I just read recently where it said that Jesus has given the ministry of the church, apostles, prophets, evangelists, so that we can grow up into the full stature yeah. of the Lord Jesus yeah. Christ, which was absolute trust in God. No, true. Yeah, he never, he never that, backed that's down. That's the purpose of the yeah. ministry. Right. Jesus put in the church. Jesus thought it was a good idea to yes. put in the church. Right. Offices or gifts yeah. of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, so that, so that. there's a reason for it. That's right. For the purpose of for bringing, the building us, up. bringing the body of Christ the into the fullness and the measure of the of the stature of Christ. To, That's right. To cause us to be made perfect and uh, without you know without lacking, without need, without right. because we're we're completely done. And that's what that that's why you can't just have a pastor teach you, right. or just have an apostle teach you, right. or just have a prophet teach you. That's right. You know you can't you can't just eat green beans all your life. <laughs> right. You can't just eat bread all your life. Right, right. You can't just eat this all your life. Right. You've got to have a balanced meal. You need the apostle, prophet, right. evangelist, pastor, teacher. You need, you need all that. And so wise pastors and and, and godly pastors will always bring in exactly. to the church those exactly. other ministry gifts. Uh, exactly. And, and so that the so the congregation can be exposed right. to the office of the apostle, That's to the right. office of the prophet, to the office of the evangelist, to those other offices. Right. And uh, and, and I, you know, whenever I pastored for I pastored for four and a half years one time, just because uh, a pastor in town had died, and and uh, he just had about forty people in his church, including kids. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he was forty thousand dollars in debt, and uh, and he died. And the Lord spoke to me all one night. I mean, I argued with the Lord. I don't yes. know why I argued. I never win those those arguments. But <laughs> but the Lord told me to go over there and be their pastor right. and stabilize them. Yes. And that once I got them stabilized, I could go on back to what I was doing. And, and you know, an apostle can do that. The, the apostle is the only office that can do the other four. Right. You know, the, the apostle can 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 touch the other can touch the other four. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I went over there and did that. And uh, whenever I left there, we had paid off all those debts. Uh, we had over 300 adults plus I don't know how many kids, a bunch of kids. Uh, but but we took that church, and I, I taught them and trained them for those four and a half years. You know, the Apostle Paul went and pastored three years one time. Right. And, and, and you can do that. But um, uh, anyway, that's when, when I pastored, the point I was going to make, when I pastored those four and a half years, I actually brought ministry gifts in sure. to minister to my congregation That's right. in the order that the Bible has them listed. Yeah. So first I'd bring in an apostle, and then the next special meeting I'd have was, was, was a prophet, and then an evangelist, and then a pastor, and yeah. then a teacher. Then I'd go back and bring in an apostle yeah. and a prophet and an evangelist, and a pastor, and a teacher. And I'd expose my congregation to those ministry gifts, and I'd do it in that order. Yes. Well, it's always so wonderful uh, to see the variety that God has a way uh, of of just being able to say what he wants to say off the pages of this book through a different gift. Dean always told our people when we pastored 
nearly four decades there in Corpus Christi, he said, he said, Renee and I are just the beans and weenies of faith. Oh, yeah. But we brought in Brother Terry, you yeah, know, and he's yeah, going to yeah, give yeah. us some steak and potatoes yeah, tonight. You know, yeah. and he talked like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, there in Ephesians 3, it says that God's had a plan uh, to expose the world to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is uh, that he was going to do it, he said, through the church. Through the church. Through the church. Then in Ephesians 4, he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to the church, apostles, prophets, begin to have structure. Yes. And then his whole thing is, is so that, that the church won't be tossed to and fro, that the church won't be taken aback right. by right. anything, but they'll be established they and be, steady. They won't be unstable. Unstable. They won't, be, they won't just, just wave in the wind. That's Every right. wind that comes along. That's Every right. doctrine that comes along. That's they'll, right. They'll recognize false doctrine because right. they've been trained, because they've been taught, they've been exposed That's been to so those wonderful. offices. Yeah, that's been so. I've said this often here in the last 15, 20 years, especially. I said, I'm so glad I was raised in a church, uh, both in, in my Pentecostal church growing up, then Lakewood Church, where Dean was, and then, you know, just being able to know when I was even in Bible college, a marvelous Pentecostal church there uh, for those three years, that God always was leading me and a path upward, right. you know, of growing. And right. when I, even when I went to Bible college, I was amazed, and the professors were there, of how many scriptures I actually knew sure. from being raised in a church that taught well. Sure. And then, of course, going to Lakewood Church and Pastor John Osteen. All of those years, all of that training helps you grow, as the Bible says, from faith to faith. faith. And when, when you learn what faith is. Oh, yes. Then you it learn was, something. It was like being born again, filled with Holy Ghost. Then you learn something very, very, very important. <laughs> yes. And that is what faith's not. Yes, that's right. Because you don't know what faith's not until you know what faith, faith is. Faith is. And right. when you know what faith is, and you've been taught in the Word right. what faith is, then when somebody comes along preaching something that, that makes your spirit go you just glitch, know. glitch, 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 yeah. that's not faith. That's not faith. That's not faith. That's not faith. And so, so it balances you and keeps you stable in the Word. Yeah. When you know what faith is, then you'll know what faith's not. It helped me so much, Terry, as I became an adult and began to be involved in more and more things in life, even, even in politics, that it, even if a newscaster came on and began to say something, sure. you just know that's not right. Yeah, that's, not, yeah. that's not the truth. Because you, when you know the truth, when you know the truth you then know you what, can pick up. You know up. what's yeah. not true. That's exactly right. And it helped me uh, as a Christian to know truth or a lie all the time sure. and through life. And of course, you know, you have to grow up emotionally. You know, you miss some things when you're not emotionally mature right. and you miss things when you're not mentally and, and uh, aware about things like that. And then education is really important in all of those areas so that you're aware of what the enemy is trying right. to do in your life, and you're more aware, certainly, of the Holy Ghost leading you down that narrow path. Sure, and if you don't know the truth, you know, Jesus said the Holy Spirit will come and he'll lead you into right. truth. Right, But if you don't know truth, then <laughs> then you it. can swallow a That's lie. It. Yeah, no, you know, it's you can just go so much easier to be deceived. And, and the people are sweet and the people are great and right. they love God. Right. They just don't know the truth. And, yeah. and the pastor may stand up and, 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 and preach something that's not right. Right. And, and so people swallow it because they don't know 
the truth. truth. If they don't know the truth, they don't they don't recognize the untruth. Exactly. And, and somebody may stand up and say, "Well, you know, God gave me cancer, and God put that on me to teach me a lesson, <laughs> and 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 I've out died, and blah 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 blah." Well, well, the not, just just Joe Christian and Susie Charismatic, yes, yes. she'll just sit there and smile and say, "Uh huh, well, my my," and, and mm. try to learn something from that. Right. But yet, had they had she been taught the truth, exactly, then she'd have immediately rejected that. So, no, nope, my God doesn't have cancer. My God doesn't give anybody cancer. There's <laughs> no right. cancer in That's heaven. Right. If God wanted to give you cancer, where would He get it? He'd have to steal right. it from the devil because there's none in heaven. He couldn't give you cancer. And so, when you know the truth, exactly, and when you know faith. Then you recognize over here immediately when something comes down the pike that's not true right. or not faith, then right. you immediately say, oh, no, I know that's not right. I'm, that's not that's not my God. Don't well, talk about my God. like Exactly. That. And sometimes, you know, we've talked about this before, but sometimes people will even quote a scripture myth. And say something like, "Well, God works in mysterious oh, yeah. ways, His wonders the to perform." Bible mythology, yeah, Bible mythology. That's not a scripture. Or, or they'll say, "Well, God knows His own how He can try and test them," mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of thing. And they'll pick some vague thought from the Word of God that's really not even a scripture in the Bible, and and quote that as as a proof scripture for the situation they're in. Like sure. like a wonderful preacher friend of ours long, long time ago, great man of God used to say, Bob Boos, he would say, some people race madly through the Bible to support their prejudices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what happens instead of there. Would you read that one verse of scripture one more time there, darling, the one about examine yourself mm-hmm. in the faith? Cause, and tell people the reference again, because this is something I know the Holy Ghost is trying to search through the church to help us get our act together because there in Ephesians 5, right after he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, in Ephesians 5, the Lord says, I'm coming back. Like you said, he's coming back. Will I find faith? Mm -hmm. He said, for a church without spot, wrinkle or blemish. And so we want to be ready and we not just, you know, uh, personally, but so we can preach the gospel to the world. We can bring more souls into the kingdom of God. We're not just the, you know, we we had our churches closed for a while during the pandemic and uh, my goodness gracious, that didn't uh, it, sit well with the no, church. No, and to think that we're not essential when the church is so essential, we're the ones out there not just giving people hope like they tried to say we were. We're actually preaching the gospel so people don't go to hell. No, absolutely. <laughs> That's the main thing is we want to keep Christians strong to keep preaching the gospel, and then we want to deliver those that would be drawn away to the death from going to hell. Well, a tremendous example of that is that, is that you and I were scheduled to be in Pakistan yeah, and preach this great, huge, open-air crusade where they were predicting 100,000 people to come. Right. And uh, because of shutting down the U.S., shutting down UK, right. The right. England, the U.K., shutting down Pakistan, we couldn't go. And because we didn't go, I've cried over this. You know, I've lamented over this ever right. since because it, it, I told you, I said, it's not like I'm missing a church service. Right. <laughs> I mean, I had a lot of church services canceled because of, because of the COVID thing. But, but that didn't bother me as bad as this crusade because the church people are saved. Right. The right. church people are going to heaven. So if I come preach to them, I'll teach them some word and it'll be good, you know, and God will bless. But I mean, it's not, it's not heaven or hell. Right. Because they're Christians. No, exactly. But that crusade in, in Pakistan that we've had to put off now to the fall, we're still going to do it. But I said to the Lord, God, there's going to be people go to hell right. because we didn't go. 
There's well, going to be people that would have been at that crusade folks that, are there that, that, that will now go to hell because we didn't come preach the gospel. That's what the gospel is, the right. gospel. Right. Uh, and now we're still going to go in the fall. But how many people would have been there in May mm. and now they're in eternity? Well, you that's know, the that's danger the, part of not having the church open and not having the gospel being exactly preached. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You want me to read that scripture, Second Corinthians again. thirteen and verse five? Uh, examine yourselves. Well, you can just stop right there. No, right. Examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not realize this about yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Well, unless indeed you fail to meet the test. Well, that's why faith is so important, because it requires a constant inspection of what's going on on the inside of you, that God's trying to bring you from faith to faith. He's trying to lead you constantly all the while. Uh, what is it? Uh, Second Corinthians, Second uh, Colossians chapter two says that God is all the while at work in us mm -hmm. and he's trying to lead us and help us grow from faith to faith. And most people are, I would say, Far too many people are content to stay on a low level of faith and have somebody else either do their, their praying for them when they get in, in a crisis, or they're just too lazy to even think about growing, and they'll just take the life and the licks that come and just put up with it, you know. So we're talking about faith. We're talking about faith. And we're going to keep talking faith, about faith. faith. So stay with us during this time. Yes. Because we, we, we've declared that four times, New Testament and Old, God has told us we must, we don't have a choice, we must live by faith. Habakkuk 2.4, Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, Hebrews 10.38, the just must will shall, shall live by faith. <laughs> so stay with us while we talk about this. I don't know how many sessions we're going to do it, but we never get through with faith. No, and I, you never will. It's one of those everlasting, never-ending, <laughs> eternal uh, precepts that are in the kingdom of God. And so as long as we're on this planet, like the Apostle Peter said, as long as I am in this body, I am going to put you in remembrance of these yes, things. Yes, yes. And so Terry and I want to take on constantly that mantle of putting the church in remembrance yes. and reminding us of what our job is in the earth to preach the gospel in season and out, to be ready and prepared to endure every hardship and to do the work that God has called us to do, and that is to preach the gospel preach and not be and hard and not, fast and furious. Not be cowards and not be lazy. Amen. Well, our time is gone. You can find us at Terry Mize Ministries on YouTube, and you can find us at terrymize.com, and we always want you to know you, you are, are more than conquerors. Bye-bye.